to this week's edition of the Minnesota Beercast. I am your host, Drew. That is my co-host, Schmitty. That's me. How you doing, buddy? I am hanging in there. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, good. good. About ready for a beer. Well, that's a good thing we're doing the beer cast then, I guess. <laughs> I knew there was a reason we did this show. <laughs> Typically, there's beer involved. <laughs> I love it when a plan comes together. <laughs> Uh, real quick, before we get into today's show, uh, we do want to update. We mentioned it a little bit last week, our uh, our state fair plans. We will be recording the show. Uh, looks like we're going to be at the Brewers Guild tent or booth or building or establishment. Have you never been there? Yes, I've been there. Okay. I just didn't know what the correct way to refer to it was. Mm-hmm. Booth. <laughs> I guess uh, we're gonna be there on both. Uh, looks like both Friday nights, uh, recording the show around seven o'clock each Friday night. So make your state fair plans accordingly. Uh, we've done this now. What this will be the third, fourth year we've gone out and done done the show from yeah. the uh, from the fair, and it's always a blast. We always get a good crowd. We always have a really good time. And stick around for the uh, after show festivities because that's when schmitty gets weird <laughs> not that i'm not that's, weird already you get real weird at the fair <laughs> yeah you can find <laughs> us at the uh the horticulture agriculture building i can do some stuff there and uh the the guild also has a second location i'm sure we'll talk about that while we're out there as well yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun I'm really looking forward to it mm-hmm. speaking of uh, of lots of fun let's uh let's get into the the rest of the show shall we i i i'm on board with that <laughs> Let's uh, let's go around the uh, the table and have you guys introduce yourselves uh, as we uh, as we get into the meat of the show. Let's start over to my left. Uh, Davin Hockable-Bowl, member director at uh, Fair State Brewing Co-op. And to your right, uh, my name is Nate Albrecht. I'm from the Minnesota Society of CPAs. Nick Hempfer. I am a brewer or the brewer down at RAR Malting and BSG in Shakopee, Minnesota. Right on. Well, I know, uh, Nate, you've got a hard out, so let's jump into your stuff. Uh, you are a CPA. We don't always have CPAs on the Minnesota Beer Cast. What are you doing here? You should. We, we drink a lot of beer. I mean, it's, a, it's a profession that you do tend to drink beer the more that you work as a CPA. Right. Um, I'm here to promote an event that we put on. Uh, this is our second year doing it, and it's the Minnesota Society of Certified Public Accountants, or we call it MNCPA. We have a small business advisory day, which is basically uh, we open up 30-minute slots to potential small business owners, you know, people who are entrepreneurs who are want to get in and, and, and start a new business um, or existing businesses where they can sit down with a CPA for 30 minutes and pretty much ask whatever questions they might have. There's no charge. It's just a chance for us to get out and talk to small business owners um, and hopefully help them move their business forward. So what kind of, if I'm, if I'm a, a home brewer and I've got the, the bug to start a, a craft brewery, what uh, what are some questions I should be asking uh, a CPA? <laughs> well, <laughs> after you bang your head against the wall fourteen <laughs> right, times right. to try to get that idea out, <laughs> I mean, you know, the the big thing when, when you're starting a small business, any small business in Minnesota is you know the the hotbed of all of these home brewers who are saying, oh, I could do that, I could go open that that next tap room and and we could turn this into a real business. That's a great idea. When it really comes time to you know put your feet on the ground and start pushing that idea forward, there's a lot of stuff that has to go into mm-hmm. it. I mean, you know, anyone that started a business knows that there's so many things that you ha- you don't even have any idea that you might have to consider. You know, uh, for anything from 
where am I going to get the money? How is this financing going to work? How do I deposit a check? If someone writes me a check, how do I open a bank account? Um, where am I going to go get you know my federal ID number? What do I have to do as as far as you know regulatory agencies I might have to talk to? And CPAs, we see a ton of different businesses in our practices, Every, and it ranges from taxes to you know the accounting piece, but. Even like marketing, any ideas that our other customers have been using, mm-hmm. we can help translate into what you might want to consider. Yeah, the old, you don't know what you what you don't know. Right, yeah. right. What is the the biggest, I guess, piece of advice that you give to brewers slash home brewers, business professionals who are looking to start a business that come see you um, at the CPA? What is the the biggest building block that folks need when they come to you start know, a business? Uh, the the real big thing is you know to be serious about it. And and a lot of times when I'm talking with small business owners, they're like, oh, I'm going to have these three partners and we're going to do all this together. You got to sit down and make sure everybody's on the same page. That's the biggest challenge I think people have when they start a small business is once you actually sit down and say, okay. We're going to do this. This is what we're going to do. You're going to find out there's there's four or five different vi- visions that your three partners might have on where this might go. Mm-hmm. And if they're married or if you've got other people who might be kicking in some money to help you get started, all of a sudden you have all these different ideas. And it, you really got to be able to stay focused and put together a good vision. So as much time as it takes to like do a business plan, it... It, you know, you can go get the guide to dummies on how to do your business plan. It's worth it to just sit down and it helps you focus. Yeah. And once you kind of figure out where where you're going to head, right, that's um, when it's time to sit down and say, okay, how do we, let's put the actual process into place, right? So it's super fun to figure out, oh, well, we're going to name it, you know, we'll name our beer this, and this is what our label is <laughs> going to look like, and we're going to design the tap room. But, you know, it, yeah, if you've got, you know, $500,000 you want to throw at a project and just have a cool bar to sit and drink beer with your buddies, that's perfect. You don't need to talk to me. Yeah. But if you want to make some money on it and maybe turn it into a lifestyle, that would be when you'd want, really want to sit down and talk to us. Now, you make a great point, you know, the the especially when you're talking about, uh, married couples or, or partners of partners, right? Where you talk to, you know, the guy across the street who you homebrew with and, and you get the, the idea where you're going to start a brewery and, oh, I'll throw in 50K and I'll throw in 50K, but next thing you know, his, his wife isn't kosher with him throwing in 50K and she has some say in where that money goes to. And then you've got, you've got a partner of a partner there and then you've got, you know, even more chefs in the kitchen and that only complicates yeah i mean figuring out what those what those milestones are right so Mm -hmm. like when i started you know i I have my own little small business Mm -hmm. uh you know a lot of cpas have at least a family member who runs their own small business that was one of the things i had to sit down and say okay in a year what does this look like for success in 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 my mind Mm -hmm. and then i have to talk to my boss you know talk to my wife and find out what she tells me success is going to look like and hopefully that we're close Right. Right. Otherwise, you really need to maybe step back and plan a little bit more. Right. And, and it's it's funny you talk about the the marketing aspect of things. There's so many so many you know home brewers that I've talked to where it's like the the biggest part of their marketing is about what my brand is going to be called, the logo, and the you know the different beers that surround my well, my tent pole. Right. That's the fun stuff. <laughs> Right? I mean, right. coming up with all those That's, great ideas. I've, I've probably started a thousand businesses in my head, yeah. but never actually decided to pull the trigger on it because it's like, well, this is going to take some time and some money and there's some risk involved. And you know, maybe I'll just think of something else that I'll never do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's kind of where the, the working and the planning stops is, all right, I've got the names of all my beers and I've, I've made the labels and I've entered them into untapped. And every time I, I take a pull off of the keg, I check it in. But yeah, beyond that, the brewery planning just kind of, 
stalls out because folks don't know exactly. Right. So that you know, this would be kind of an opportunity to say, okay, we got all these ideas. Mm-hmm. What do we What do we need to do? And you know, a CPA will be able to sit down with you and say, okay, what does your financing look like? What are your costs going to look like? What's your margin? Where are you going to be located from a market perspective? How are you going to differentiate yourself? Start calling all those questions that you haven't taken the time to answer, and just say, you know, make you do a little bit of self reflection, mm-hmm. right? And, where where are most brewers getting their their financing from these days? Is it from uh, private investors? Is it from banks? How how are folks financing? Well, if you've ever tried to get a loan from a bank, it's really tough to do until you've got a track record, mm-hmm. right? So you got to come up with you know either family members helping to self fund you. You got to go find an angel investor, someone who's willing to write out a big check. You know, you, people are taking out mortgages on their houses and taking on that risk, and so. That's the other piece. It's like, all right, how are we going to start this? If I need X dollars to buy equipment, cover operating costs for a few months, and and you know build my all my my production capability, where does that money come from? Do I have to bring in someone else? And when you bring in another owner who's showing up with the money, they're going to expect a really big say in what's going on. And so there's that cost benefit that goes on. Mm-hmm. So the the event is Wednesday, August 29th from nine to four. Uh, Nate, what's your what's your opinion on the the crowdfunding uh, aspect of I guess funding breweries these days. What what's your take on it? Well, um, so if you're going through like SoFi or one of the kind of the the, the crowdfunding, they do a pretty good job mm-hmm. of putting together those packages. Um, your your the terms are going to be a little bit different than you're going to get from a bank. Mm-hmm. Um, the requirements are going to be a little bit less stringent. But you're going to pay more for that that type of fund fundraising if you can get it. Um, and again, to get to that point, you have to have something that they can borrow against. So they're gonna, you know, they're gonna be entitled to all your equipment. They're gonna have a a, a security interest in pretty much everything you've got, um, and they're only gonna loan up to a certain dollar amount. So unless you're willing to put money in the game, you mm. know, it's really tough to even go that route. Yeah, yeah. So when when most folks sit down and have a, a brewery plan and they put it together, they talk to their CPA, they talk to their insurance agent, they talk to their lawyer. How far out are they making plans for this business? Is it for a five year plan, a ten year plan? Then they reassess. Do do folks have an entrance and an exit plan when it comes to these? What kind of conversations do you have with people when they sit down and talk to you? Well, when you're when you're forming your business, especially if you're going to have other owners, you pretty much have to have your entrance and your exit figured out as well. You know, so there are, the lawyer is going to sit down and say, "Okay, we got to put this together. Everybody needs to know what they're bringing to the table. We need to know how we make decisions. Uh, we need to know how we're going to operate. We need to know how it's going to end." Right, because mm-hmm. the ending may come a lot faster than what you anticipate. You know, someone gets a divorce and decides to move somewhere else. Someone's no longer interested in being involved. You've got one guy who's not doing the work that that's you know uh, one of the other owners is, um, and so you plan that stuff ahead yeah. of time. Right. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. I mean, what if the the guy who's got the fifty k and the and the wife, you know, what if uh, she decides, hey, I've had enough of you and your and your home brewing. You know, you go you go live with Schmitty across the street. I mean, I'm taking taking twenty five of that fifty k, and we'll we'll catch you on down the line. Oh well, yeah, yeah. We're you know the two of us are going to get together and start a brewery, right? And and I'm the one that's doing all the brewing, and you don't even bother to show up. You know, you're the sales guy, and right. you haven't sold anything. No wonder she's kicking you to the curb, you right. bum. I want to know how many Schmitty. I want to know how many guys have asked if they can come live with you. Like, <laughs> there's, 
there's only two guys in my basement right now. <laughs> and only one of them there is there willingly. <laughs> only one of them has zip ties. Well, it's it's a, it's a great event, uh, Nate. I know you've got a hard out, so we'll let you go. But it's the the Small Business Advisory Day. Uh, it's the MNCPA. Uh, go check it out. It is Wednesday, August 29th. The event is from nine to four. A lot uh, of value to be. A lot of value. Here. No strings attached. A, a thirty minute session. Uh, if you're thinking about starting a brewery, another small business in Minnesota, I definitely go check them out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, the the contact point on that yep. guy's name is Corey Butler. He's over at the MNCPA, really good guy. Get a hold of him; he'll get you set up. Uh, you can uh, call him at nine five two eight eight five 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 three three, or email him at cbutler at mncpa dot org. There you go. Give Corey a call. Yep, a lot of value to be had here. Uh, take advantage of this. You don't get uh, this opportunity very often. Thanks so much for uh, stopping by the show. Yep. We really appreciate it. More of the Minnesota Beer Cast presented by Freehouse Beer coming up right after this. Stephanie Shimp from Blue Plate Restaurants is here. Hey, Rosie. Hey, what a great time of year. Yeah, we jumped straight into summer, which for you means patio season. Time to grab some friends, family, or your favorite four-legged pal and head to the patio at the Freehouse. Yeah, try the steak and pierogies or a roto bird baguette. And sip on some free house beer or some frozen rosé. Mm, rosé? It's, <laughs> it's patio season. So go see the gang at the free house. In the North Loop or at freehousempls.com. Welcome back to the Minnesota Beer Cast presented by our friends over at Freehouse Beer. It is patio season. Get down to the free house and enjoy their awesome patio and their uh, they're tasty beers. I think that uh, Limelight beer we had the opportunity to preview last week, their fair beer, that's going to be a hit. It's tasty. It is really tasty. Yeah, uh, if there's any of that uh, Brute IPA left, get on that. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We need to spend some more time talking about this Brute IPA thing. It's, uh, it's, the, new, it's the new Northeast. It's the new haze. Yeah. But it's not hazy. Mm-mm. It's the anti-haze. Sure. Yeah. It's good. It's tasty. I like it. So... Let's get back into our conversation. We are joined by Davin from Freehouse. Nate's going to stick around for a couple minutes longer, uh, and we've got Nick from BSG and RAR Malting. Uh, we uh, we talked about it a little bit last week. We gave a little bit of a teaser about uh, Camp Fair State, but uh, why don't you uh, why don't you introduce us to what exactly Camp Fair State is, Davin? <clears throat> yeah, sure thing. So this is our second year doing Camp Fair State, and we are scaling it up considerably this year. We will be up at YMCA Camp Miller in Sturgeon Lake, Minnesota, kind of just shy of Duluth. And the whole idea is uh, bringing summer camp to grown-ups because they spend all summer sending their kids away. But now this is for everyone that's like 21 up to, well, there's no roof on it, but we've you know had folks like I think in their 60s last attend last year. Hear that, Drew? You can come along. I'm going <laughs> to. That's the plan. I don't even have kids to send to summer camp anymore. It's my chance to get away from them. So what kind of stuff do folks do at Camp Fair State? Uh, so, well, uh, we're adults, so we need to learn stuff and like be productive. Uh, right. We'll be learning about home brewing. We'll be learning uh, about doing coffee cupping, roasting, and sourcing from Duluth Coffee Company. Hold on. I know about roasting. I know about brewing. What's coffee cupping? Well, uh, there's a whole process of like really uh, experiencing uh, the beans. You just put like uh, some ground beans and just a, a little bit of hot water in there, and then you let it heat up, and then you break it with a spoon. I, I, I've observed the process. I haven't really... 
Uh, I've certainly, I'm not the one leading the class, so that's the important part there. <laughs> but you will have uh, somebody who knows about the coffee cup. And I mean, that's the cool thing about this this thing that, that you're doing at uh, at Camp Fair State is you've got people who know what it is they're doing being a part of it. That's why we've got Nick here. Nick's going to talk about kind of uh, RAR's part in, in Camp Fair State, right? And you've got, this is great, instead of counselors, you've got folks who have different expertise in different things. You want to learn as a growing learning adult happening at Camp Fair State. Sorry, I cut you off at the coffee cup. And go ahead and continue. <laughs> I got excited, guys. Schmidty's been talking about this camp now for weeks. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm pumped. He can't stop talking about Sorry. it. Sorry. I cut you off. Oh, no, no, no. Quite all right. So, uh, well, we're a brewery. There'll be beer tasting, um, learning more about some of Fair State's products, uh, pairing it with meals, and just, uh, well, drinking it as well. Good. Um, and then there'll be like a, a full-on adulting class where we can learn about first-time home buying from uh, Bell Bank and Mortgage. Very uh, good. Yeah, interesting addition there. <laughs> yeah. I, I like it, adulting, adulting 101. I see everybody on Twitter who talks about how hard it is to adult. So you're going to have, I think, a lot of demand for the adulting class. Definitely. It's not, <laughs> it's not the kind of thing I always think to sign up for, but then you're, you're there at camp and it's like, well, you know, we were thinking about buying a home uh there's that class for it right here, so like let's let's learn something. Uh, we got REI going to be doing some paracord friendship bracelets. Nice. Uh, they're just calling them paracord bracelets, but I figure if you make it and give it to someone, that makes it a friendship bracelet. Mm-hmm. Correct. Drew, do you want yours to be pink? What what color do you want your friendship bracelet? What, what are my options? I don't know. Yeah, I think I'm, the going with turquoise. Sky's the limit, isn't it? Yeah. Turquoise and orange. You'll bring out your eyes. Yeah. Well, Miami Dolphins colors. <laughs> we'll see what they bring. <laughs> All right, I'm going to see if I can request green and gold. <laughs> you know, because why not? If you're going to be Miami Dolphins, I'm going to go with the yeah. pack. Well, I've seen these though. You could do like a cool bottle opener on it, and like a flash. I mean, they make these things. They're pretty. They're pretty beefy at times. You know, maybe a couple inches wide. It's, and it's the whole idea behind the paracord, right? Is yeah. that it's virtually indestructible. You can use it for. Just about anything. Put your fish hooks in there and fish in line in case you get stranded at camp. Yep. Yeah. Or use the uh, you unravel the the bracelet and you can use it for uh, the line on like you know starting a fire with your bow and your wood block and I watch a lot of survival YouTube. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's the highest form of fashion because it's utilitarian. Right. You, you can use it for for anything. Multi-purpose. Yeah. You, you, it looks fashionable and it's got function. You've got traditional camp activities too though, like canoeing, archery. Hiking, games, campfires, other yeah. s'mores? Uh, they're, they're, yeah, there'll be s'mores. Ghost um, stories? Yeah, it's not. Yeah, you can't do it without the s'mores. Uh, there'll also be hatchet throwing. I don't know if yes. the, the kids are signing up to right do that. now. Yes. But, uh, right now. I don't want the first three hours. That's me. That's, <laughs> yeah. Dude, that is very, very exhausting. I, I don't know if you've done this recently, the hatchet nope. tossing. So there's a couple spots around town, and some of them are newer, some of them are not as new, where you can do like hatchet tossing. And I, and I did this recently. And it it can take some energy out of you as a grown adult. Like you'd be surprised, you cannot hatchet toss for as long as you think you can. It, it's confusing when you say tossing though, because it makes me feel like you're throwing it to somebody else. Like it's tossing not back advised. and forth. And yeah, no. not advised. Targets. But you do have there to you decide. Go, should should should, <laughs> should there be any any madness like that involved? You do usually have to sign a waiver. Is there first aid? training at this <laughs> before the hatchet tossing there might be some first aid <laughs> I, I think that they could uh really play off each other well the first aid and the, and the hatchet, hatchet toss this oh, i'm really excited for this i've been my kid has been doing summer camp 
all season long. He's it's it's great. Last night I had to like shave off some wood shavings for him because he's learning how to do the the one match fire this week yes. at, at summer camp. So it's like this is gonna this is gonna be great at our house. The 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 kid is is gonna go to summer camp and then dad's gonna go to summer camp. So it's gonna be we're really gonna relate well. I'm I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> well, we'll take some notes from the kid and like you can definitely you could come and lead some of the classes as well. <laughs> Schmitty wants to lead the ghost stories. That's, that's what he told me. I'm, I'm really looking. He wants f- to tell the ghost stories around the campfire. I'm looking forward to about three o'clock in the morning, Drew, when you're sleeping. I'm gonna get two other guys with flashlights and a pillow. We're just gonna yell "truck" and just run at you with the flashlights, so you think there's a truck coming at you, and just scream and you fall out of your cot. That's all right. I'm gonna put remind your- me never to piss you off. <laughs> I'm gonna put your hand in a bucket of warm water while you're sleeping. Summer camp antics, guys. Come oh, on. Yeah, underpants up the flagpole. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Man, this, this, bring, this is bringing back so much trauma for me from my childhood thinking about this. No, this is a counseling session. We're moving past the grief. This, this, this. <laughs> Turning grief into fun. Exactly. <laughs> no, so what was the inspiration for this? This is such a, an off-the-wall idea, but so common sense and so cool. What, how did this come about? Uh, it's fairly random. It was um, last summer, uh, my boss, Evan, was suggesting that we get a bunch of our co-op members together mm-hmm. go camping at Alpines North in Duluth. And like that sounded like a great idea for a minute, but then thought, well, there's so many cool things happening in Duluth that week uh, that weekend, so there is no point in like getting everyone to go out of Duluth. Right. Like that's every other weekend people go up there and then bounce out. It's a springboard, but no, Alpines you stay in Duluth. That and if you're at a beer fest all afternoon, you don't really want to wander off and like go drive somewhere to go camping so across the board bad idea but camping in general great idea so uh last year we did it at mighty axe hop farms in uh foley minnesota and it was awesome we just basically hung out in a big uh kind of well gravel field and played a bunch of games like cornhole and cube we did have some classes uh we did some coffee cupping and uh roasting lessons there as well and it was just like a much smaller scale camp, but we decided uh, we're scaling up this year, bringing in more partners and way more classes. Yeah, I am. I am super excited. Is this going to be? Uh, are we sleeping under the stars? What's the? What are the arrangements going to be? Do, I, do Drew and I really? Are we going to share a tent? How is? How is this going to work? Uh, it's, uh, it's no. <laughs> I can answer that part. I, I was joking about the truck thing. I was mostly joking. Well, so. there there will be stars. It's the Northwoods, so they're good for that. Uh, so that option does exist. There are also cabins. So part of the whole adult thing, you get to sleep under a roof on a bed. Uh, there'll be electricity, so you can plug in your phone. Not that you need oh, to be making calls, but camping. but you know, no, no. But you take you take photos. Everyone's all everyone's cameras these days plug in. So I suppose, but man, you should leave that leave that thing off when you're out in the out in the woods camping. Embrace embrace nature, I guess. Take photos if you have to. I mean, yeah. Snapchat, I guess, but I don't know. Well, we got a five-gallon bucket. We can just throw all the phones in and just kind of anchor it out in the middle of the lake <laughs> until Sunday afternoon. <laughs> you have to build a raft to get your phone back. Right? Go. At the at the, the last lesson, it's going to be a scuba diving. Go get your yeah, phone. You, you'll have to get some mental counselors there for one. people who can't touch their phones for three days. Right? It's it's That's going to be the biggest class right there. It's just like phone separation anxiety. Yeah, talk about trauma, Nate. Let's, let's talk about trauma. Separating adults from their phone for a weekend. Is gonna is gonna really freak people out. Are we coming up on a breakthrough. We are up Give against me that the break, signal. and I gotta go. I gotta check my phone.
<laughs> He's got a bunch of tweets and some snaps to check been, on. Been about 10 minutes. I'm starting to get a little anxiety. <laughs> got the twitch. More Minnesota Beer Cast presented by Freehouse Beer right after this. Welcome back to the Minnesota Beer Cast. A reminder, get the iHeartRadio app. It's free. It's easy to use. And they have a podcast section where if you know how to search properly, you can find the Minnesota Beer Cast dedicated channel, all of our archived episodes, and you hit follow on that thing, and you will get notifications every time new episodes are posted up. It's pretty cool. It's just that easy. It's pretty cool. So do it. I don't know what you're waiting for. We'll 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 we'll, we'll pause the show while you go get it. <laughs> no, we won't. I'm good. <laughs> you can listen and do it at the same time. I'm trying to make it easy on them. Okay. They don't want to miss anything. Jeez. <laughs> I am Schmitty. That is Drew. You are listening Jeez. to the Minnesota Beercast. We are back talking about Camp Fair State 2018. I am so pumped for this. Drew, are you are you excited for Camp Fair State? I am. Uh, yes, I am very intrigued, very excited. I'm looking forward to it. I was worried I wouldn't be able to uh, to go because of the the timing. I've got a trip, but uh, it's working out. We're coming back uh, right the day before uh, everything kicks off, so should be able to uh, should be able to get up there and enjoy the festivities. Never done anything like that before in my life. Did so. you ever go to summer camp as a kid? Once. Yeah, how, how was it? Was did you get your underwear run up the flagpole? My underwear stayed firmly uh, uh, <laughs> attached to my body, Good. to the best of my recollection. Uh, but I got in trouble a lot because I, I I couldn't sleep. It was you know I was just a kid, and you're in an unusual place. Mm-hmm. So I had I had a hard time sleeping. So I was trying to you know talk to people, and I was making too much noise. So I got yelled at by the counselor pretty much every night because <laughs> I couldn't sleep. <laughs> That's the but that's the my only recollection of that camp. I was pretty young. Yeah, did you get to do like any archery, any of the cool stuff we're gonna get to do? No archery. We did canoeing. Yeah, I remember that. You, are you a front of the canoe guy or back of the canoe? I'm guy? a. I'm a. I'm a. I hate the canoe guy. <laughs> I've never been in a canoe where it didn't flip. Well, so okay. I I suck at canoeing apparently because <laughs> I cannot. I've never been in a canoe that did not flip over. Note to self: and Don't canoe with Drew. Yeah, I hate canoeing. <laughs> if you're gonna put me on a, I love boats. I love being on the water, but I want to be in a boat that you know my my slightest movement doesn't cause the whole thing to flip over. Drew went to camp, dippy canoe. <laughs> <laughs> and keep in mind, I grew up in South Florida, so all the canoeing I did as a kid was in the Everglades. Mm. You know what? There's a a lot of in the Everglades, gators, alligators. Mm. So you flip that canoe, and you might be a meal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hated be a it. Very full alligator. Hated it. Don't get me started on canoeing. I'll probably, I'll probably forego the canoeing activities at Camp Fair State. Uh, you wuss. <laughs> Face your fears. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I loved camp. I'm looking forward to the the adult, grown up version of camp. You know, the I loved the archery. I loved everything about it. Doing the arts and crafts. Even I'm not a big arts and crafts guy, but it would you know you get a bunch of people sitting around a picnic table, making you know whatever. You're it's missing fun. the big point, Schmitty. What? Breakfast at camp. Oh, oh, that's the best. What's your What's your fantasy breakfast, Nick? That's the best. All the pancakes that ever existed. <laughs> I remember a camp one year where a dude got super industrious and he made, uh, no kidding, a pancake the size of a small child. He had to flip it with a shovel. 
Like, he, he like was, Uncle Buck style? It was, it, was like, it was like bigger than Uncle Buck. I don't know. Dude had a skillet. It wasn't even a skillet. It was just like sheet metal. It was, it was, it was huge. I don't know like where it came from, but he was like, I'm making pancakes today. And I'll be doggone if dude didn't make some of the biggest pancakes I have ever seen. But there's just, I love that. I mean, camping and, and cooking over the, you know, an open fire bacon that's been made over, over open coals. Extra smoky bacon. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's everything about it. This is Minnesota in the North Woods. And, and how can you get better than doing it with some, some fair state beer and, and some, I guess, home, home brew. We're going to be brewing some, some of our own beer. And, and Nick, that's kind of where you're going to come into the picture. You're going to be there with RAR. Talking about some some malts. Let's talk about your part of, of Camp Fair State. How do you fit into this? Uh, so, yeah, I work for RAR BSG company, and we are a sponsor for Camp Fair State this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, were they last year or no? Nope, this is the first year. First year. Okay, and uh, yeah, it. I was kind of approached by my boss and one of the other marketing people and they're like hey man we're looking for some people to do one of these two things which one would you want to do and it was like you gotta fall and told it sounds and it was it was (laughs) it was uh it was camp fair state or this other thing and i was like oh i'm going to camp (laughs) (laughs) and they're like yeah man you'll just need to do a presentation so kind of work with fair state and figure out what you want to talk about and you know rar is the biggest malting company in north america um we're the largest single site malting facility. I think it's. I think it's in the world. Like we make a lot of malt at RAR. Mm-hmm. Um, so I figured, with my personal opinions about current brewing situations in the world, I'm like, let's do a talk about malt. Like, let's get malt involved here because malt makes a malt makes a beer, man. Like, right. You can throw all the hops in the world in a brew but if you don't have the right kind of malt going on it just tastes like hoppy not beer <laughs> it's, that's the best way i can describe it but like if you want to make a good beer you got to have good malt you have to know what you're doing with the malt side of things and it's i feel like as the brewing industry progresses the way it has been malt is getting kind of becoming an afterthought mm-hmm. and so we're going to do uh i'm going to do a uh, discussion on different uh, mashing mm-hmm. uh, protocols for in brewing, and I mean, like when you're home brewing versus industrial brewing, like production brewing versus other types of brewing. Like some people only know of one way to do a mash, versus mm-hmm. like if you have the technology available to do it, you can do multiple different ways, and you can get different flavors in a beer. In, in, <clears throat> excuse me, in a beer based on how you mash the malt at the beginning and feel it's, it's something that it's kind of overlooked. Mm-hmm. I, I, th- I think that that's something that I would totally agree with you that it's people when they think beer, especially the, the dominance of IPA mm-hmm. and, and IPAs that, you know, may or may not lack uh, balance sometimes in, in the craft beer marketplace. Um, you know, malt kind of takes a, a back seat mm. um, to to a lot of beers. Is is that kind of what you were alluding to when you talked about uh, kind of beer situations lately? Yeah, it's everybody wants for what was, let's... That was my great Nick impression. <laughs> you, sorry. I thought I was looking at myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, it's 
so many people are focused on hops, and that's it. Just seems like that's the only ingredient people really focus it's not on. Right, is it? What is it? It's not right, is it? No, it's not. And, <laughs> like I love hoppy beer, but I love a really good lager mm-hmm. because that's what you taste. You taste the cleanness of the malt. You taste just like all the different malts that are used, or if it's just a single malt that's used, you you taste what that malt is, and it's 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 something that gets overlooked because. There are nuances of brewing a beer that's not a punch you in a mouth hop beer. Mm-hmm. Like if you want a super balanced beer, which I prefer, you got to know what you're doing on the malt side of things before you just start chucking hops in. Do you, why do you think that is? Do you think it's just easier to to make a beer that's solely concentrated on that that one hop dimension? Do you think it's just what the customer wants? Is it what's what's led to the the current I guess brewing situation. Um, what what do you what do you attribute that to? Uh, personally, this has nothing to do with my job or what I do for but work. These opinions uh, are Nick's and Nick's alone. Correct. I just think it's <laughs> just being in the industry for a while now. So much beer is based on just turnover. Mm-hmm. Like you got to get something in, get it out as fast Turn and as burn, possible. Yeah, you want to be the newest, freshest thing on the shelf because mm-hmm. people are always trying to sample what's new and what's fresh and what's hot. And that's not, you can't do that with lagers. And that's the hard part is that there's these new breweries coming out. Boom, we got to get as much as we can out the door. Like customer needs to have as many beers as possible. Whereas if you're making a lager, it takes up tank space and it takes time. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it, I get the business side of that, but. Personally, on a, like a, just a, a brewing and beer enjoyment level, it, it hurts because some lagers are some of the best beers in the world, and we just don't see that because it's like we got to get people overshoot those just to like make as many ales as they can to get it out the door as possible. Sure, turn and burn, turn and burn, baby. Well, speaking of new beers, uh, I'm holding the uh, the Keller Cosbeck from Fair State. Let's uh, let's take a little break and come back and talk about that beer. You're listening to the Minnesota Beer Cast, and we'll be back after this. Stephanie Shimp from Blue Plate Restaurants is here. Hey, Rosie. Hey, what a great time of year. Yeah, we jumped straight into summer, which for you means patio season. Time to grab some friends, family, or your favorite four-legged pal and head to the patio at the Freehouse. Yeah, try the steak and pierogies or a roto bird baguette. And sip on some Freehouse beer or some frozen rosé. Mm-hmm. Rosé? <laughs> it's patio season. So go see the gang at the Freehouse. In the North Loop or at FreehouseMPLS.com. Welcome back to the Minnesota Beer Cast, presented by our friends over at Free House Beer. This is uh, we did a little Beatles theme for the bumper music this week, mm-hmm. and uh, and this song it just reminds me. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but you know, being in Minnesota, being Prince aficionados, as I know we all are, mm-hmm. the uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame version of this song, the concert that yeah. they did with uh, it was like Tom Petty. George Harrison's son. Jeff Lynn. Jeff oh, Lynn. Mm-hmm. I was going to say dude from ELO because I can't yeah. remember his or, name. <laughs> or ELO. The other guy from Traveling Willowberries. Because uh, that, yeah. that's what he also is. And Prince comes out and plays the guitar solo. And then he throws the guitar and it never comes down. And it never comes down. It never comes down. One of the most jaw-dropping guitar solos you'll ever see. I showed that this winter to a buddy, who, a, a buddy from Boston who lives out in New York now. He's like, where, where, where the hell did the guitar go? It, it never came down. It, and came it down. was he watched it fifteen times in a row, and was still just 
I'm like, I told you, it's magic. It's Prince. It's Prince. You just don't you don't ask questions when it's Prince. Yeah, I'm like, but where did it go? I'm like, it didn't come down. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it I'm, doesn't matter where. I'm it went. not really a huge Prince fan, guys, but like that. That's you're not allowed some, to say that in Minnesota. Sh- don't hate me. You hate you like I'm the sorry, Packers. I was, and you're let, not me, a, let me kind of redeem myself, oh please. My I was going to say I'm not a huge Prince fan, but that performance and the Super Bowl performance, yeah. goosebumps. Like, yeah, dude. Like. Uh, yeah! Uh, wow! Two of the most amazing yeah. performances you'll ever see yeah. in in any venue, any yeah. any artist. Yeah, I love that one point. Somebody asked Eric Clapton, like, "What's it like to be the best guitar player in the world?" And his response was, "I don't know. Ask Prince." <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> yep. That little best, fella could play. The best part of that Hall of Fame concert is the look on every other musician's face. You know, as he's doing the solo. Or that George Harrison's son is just like, oh, this is, oh. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm never going to top this moment. You know, Nick, I heard uh, I heard Prince's favorite beer was a milkshake IPA. <laughs> I'm about to flip this desk over. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about milkshake IPAs, Nick? I almost got you to go off last segment. Can I do it this segment? <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> As the the malt lover that you are, look well, at that's not even it's. I I love malt, love hops, right. but here's the thing: like you milk, no, it's not. It, <laughs> <laughs> oh, she it's like you have a. You, if you don't like hoppy beer, if you don't like bitter beer, if you don't like hoppy beer, mm. don't order an IPA. Get like order something else. There are tons of other types of beers that will suit that style. But then there's, it's like, let's, I was talking to Davin earlier, and I was like, thinking that IPA is becoming synonymous with beer for people. Like, it, it, I think, that it's, I think it's, it's just, correct. the term IPA just means beer yeah, to a lot of people. Especially a craft beer, a, a micro brew, or whatever you want to call it, right? Like, so there's like, it, you walk into a place, and you, you don't know a lot about beer, but you know the term IPA, so like, well, what kind of IPA do you have? And you think, all beer is IPA. Right. Well, I don't like hoppy beer what kind of ipas do you have for that but there's this thing where it's like well let's just throw as much crap in the thing as we can and see if it works and mm-hmm. the milkshake ipas to me are just like when you're in georgia you ask what kind of coca-cola do you have right this is is that what you're i'm just saying just, it pisses me off because you're IPA. just you're just ruining a style of beer <laughs> like vanilla like it or is it just change, or is it just changing and adapting and innovating on that style? Well, why waste all the money on the amount of hops that you use to make an IPA if you're going to throw vanilla and fruit in it and something else to cover up all that thing and create a very gritty, unappealing thing? But people like, oh, I loved it. It was very tropical with the fruit that we had in it. <laughs> well, then just order a cocktail. Like it's. <laughs> ah, mm. So not not a uh, milkshake IPA is this Keller Cosmic that we teased before we went out last segment. Davin, what can you tell me about this not milkshake IPA, Keller Cosmic? Uh, well, this one is our. It just came back. We made it a couple times before, and the first time we're doing a beer in a six pack, twelve ounce cans. Uh, so kind of a smash style. So uh, single malt and single hop. We're using uh, Czech Kazbek hops, and we are using uh, Bohemian Pilsner malt. Um, just some lager yeast, and it is just slightly hazy, not hazy IPA or hazy lager. <laughs> it's, it's got, you can see, it's still really clean, but just that little bit of haze. It's, nice it's, it's an unfiltered back. Pilsner, a Keller beer. <laughs> see, now, describe, describe what a Keller beer is for, for folks that may not be aware. 
Uh, so, well, and I'll do what I can, but uh, Nick can definitely fix it up for me here. But uh, So Keller beer is essentially uh, a pilsner that hasn't gone through the filtration process. Mm-hmm. So you still just got a little bit of uh, yeast in suspension, a little bit more character, just maybe slightly more smooth. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what it is. There's some yeast, proteins, other things that haven't fallen out during the lagering and filtering process yet. And it's just a – you get – Extra flavors through that, a little bit of mouthfeel, and it's just beer that tastes like what you're going to get prior to filtering. Mm-hmm. And you get a little bit more character through it that way without... Without stripping it all out through the filtering no. process? Well, there's that, or just it's not it's not a hazy bomb. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I thought we had them all settled down, but he's still... No, you still have it up, up the blood, Andrew. <laughs> I unleashed the beast. <laughs> so, so, but here, uh, here's the question along with this. How how quickly do you think you could drink four Keller Kazbeks? Oh, uh, I think I'm on three right now. Too fast. I, I, yeah. Uh, how, how how quickly do you think you could drink four Keller Kazbeks while running a mile? Mm. I would have to figure out how fast I can run a mile yeah, first. At least, and then, at least like 60 then, minutes. That's a big uh, part of it for sure. 60, 65 <laughs> minutes. I'm not sure. I don't know. Can I walk the mile? Because that's probably a more realistic question. Yeah. That's an option. Yeah, yeah. No, emphasis uh, on the can. <laughs> yeah, so, no, it's can. Uh, <laughs> they come in six pack cans. Uh, <laughs> as part of our launch of this, uh, we uh, have teamed up with Mill City Running in Northeast Minneapolis, and we are sponsoring the Northeast Beer Mile. Oh, you're doing the beer mile? So, yeah. Oh, dude. So uh, instead of having some macro beer, uh, as is usually the case uh, with these things, it's going to be Fair State Color Casback. Nice. When does that happen? Going to have to run a mile now. Happening Sunday the 19th of this month. Very good. Sunday, August 19th. Uh, Go sign up for that. I might, you know what? I could do a mile. And I get four beers? You get four beers. Dude. Dude. Do I have to finish the mile? I mean, well, do I get them at the start? How does this work? I mean, I need another particular. I mean, if you want to get all four beers, I would. You'd have to do at least three quarters of the mile. Okay. Uh, so they're at different. They're at uh, the quarter mile marks throughout the process, or. Yep. Yep. So it's just going to be it's one quarter mile lap that you keep doing. So mm. gun goes off. You mm. you swig your twelve ounces of beer. No shotgunning. Can't you know? No extra holes or anything right. in well, the can. You, you, that's a waste of beer anyway. Yeah. You know, you get the key out and splashes uh, everywhere, and you you're, you're talking to a, a couple of professional beer drinkers yeah, here. Yeah. Well, I think we'll be fine. <laughs> Schmidt, would you like to go on a mile walk with me in a couple of weekends? It'll be a beautiful, lovely day. Sunday stroll. Mm-hmm. Excellent. It's a date. <laughs> All right, I think we're just about out of time. Thank you to our guests. Thank you to uh, Nate from the Minnesota CPAs. Thank you to Devin from Fair State. Uh, thank you to Nick from Rar Malting. Thank you to our sponsors, uh, Freehouse Beer, and thank you for listening. Thank you, Schmitty. Thank was you, a fun Drew. show, then. We'll be back next week. Don't forget, forget uh, make your state fair plans accordingly. We will be out there on the uh, Friday evenings recording show. At the uh, Brewers Guild. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hope to see you there. See you. See you next week. Cheers. It helps me unwind, and sometimes it makes me feel mellow.